Hello, and welcome to the Bregman Leadership Podcast. I'm Peter Bregman, and I believe that the best leaders don't try to do it alone. As the CEO of Bregman Partners, my mission for over 30 years and the mission of this podcast is to help successful people like you close your leadership gaps, grow as leaders, and inspire your team, inspire all the people around you to get great results. With us today is Dr. Bob Nelson. He has written uh, most recently the book, Work Made Fun Gets Done, Easy Ways to Boost Energy, Morale, and Results. He wrote it with Mario Tamayo. And uh, Bob is, is neither new to this podcast, nor is he new to writing books. He has sold uh, over 5 million books on management and motivation. Uh, he uh, focused on way, uh, one ways to reward employees, 1,001 ways to energize employees, the 1,001 Rewards and Recognition Field book. He uh, has interviewed me for his books. He um, goes and gets best practices from all over the world, and then he shares those best practices. Uh, and it's, it's interesting. It's incredibly practical and useful, which is uh, what we hope to do with this podcast. Uh, he's a leading authority on employee motivation, recognition, and engagement, uh, and we're lucky to have him here on the Bregman Leadership Podcast. He's also, more important than all of that, a friend of mine. Bob, welcome to the Bregman Leadership Podcast. Peter, thanks so much for having me. It's good to, it's good to be with you. It's great to be with you. Um, so here's what I want to do with this podcast, which is I want to talk a little bit about this idea of fun. And, and, you know, why have fun? Why is it important? What's hard about it? And I only want to do that for a few minutes. And then I just want to do what you do best, which is incredible, practical tools, ideas, exercises for people to bring this uh, fun into their lives individually, into their lives as leaders, and into their teams and organizations. Sound good? Perfect. It is. Awesome. All right, let's start, Bob, by what you mean by fun at work. Well, actually, that's where I, I had some of the um, biggest surprises for me because I, I always assumed that, you know, everyone knows what fun is. And, you know, for me, it's like when you're laughing, you're having fun. Okay, done. <laughs> and, man, what I learned is that fun is different for everybody. It's all over the map. And, and, and what's fun for someone is, is valid for them. So. You know, it's not like someone's wrong. You can't do that. Or, you know, you have to, it has to be this type of fun. It's, it's uh, all around us. And like, like, for example, my wife, you know, when, when I ask her about having what, what fun means to her, it's like when I get home from work and I had a good day, I'm like, going, really? That, that's, yes, that's what's okay. I, you can't argue with it. That's, <laughs> and, and likewise for, for so many people. So I, I found that it is so diverse. So diverse. I had I had someone from Iran who said that um, what what they do is they um, is through appreciation of art and music that it it raises their their standard or their focus and they can better enjoy their own work. You know. Or, so, or, it, so what I'm curious about, Bob, is like so those things are fun. But what does someone mean when they say? What did your wife mean when she said I had fun at work? What is she? How is she? You know, I understand that the way she had fun was by having a good day at work, 
but what does she mean by the fun part? Like what was fun? What is, how is she defining fun in that way? Well, for, well, for her, and again, this is, it's different for everyone. It's, it's the, it's the internal feeling of, of, um, it's a good, I had a good day. I, I, I did what I set out to do, or I, I interviewed a doctor out of, uh, an ER doctor out of, out of Los Angeles. And, and she said, it's, it's, if she can on a daily basis live her intended life, which is helping save lives, it, it's to her, that's very enjoyable. That's very, very fun. And, and her day's good, her life is good. So now that's, that's one end of the spectrum, you know, tied to meaning and purpose and whatnot. Uh, but the other end of the spectrum is, <laughs> is again, laughing, uh, doing something um, fun with your group, doing uh, for yourself. And so, for example, you know, the book is divided into things you could do individually, things you could do as a leader, things you could do as your team, and then things you could do in, as an organization. And so, uh, you know, for any of us, and we all have rote and routine and, and sometimes boring work we have to do in our jobs, everybody, you know, and I don't care how good your job is, you know, uh, that, uh, now how can you make those more fun? Well, you could set the you could set a timer and, and see how much you can get done in 20 minutes. You know, if you have paperwork to do, you know, let's, let's make a game out of it. Or you could say, if I, if I make this happen here, you know, this morning, I'm going to take a break and, and walk around the block or go shopping online or, or have a candy bar, you know, whatever it is. So you can have, you can have strategies to make a game out of your own task uh, at one level. And, uh, and I guess or, what that's meaning, what you're saying too, is that, Fun is something that more deeply, maybe intentionally, doesn't have to be intentional, but engages you in a way that gives you some, you know, maybe amorphous pleasure. Like it's like you're engaged in a way in which you feel some pleasure. Is that? Yes. Is, is that? I'll give you another example. Uh, Yo-Yo Ma, he played for three hours from memory to 8,000 people. And it's it's beyond magical. It, it lifts you. And, and, they, and they say, they put that music on and they work to it and it gives them the same feeling for the work they're doing. Right. It doesn't make it you know, boring. What or, I imagine, okay. One of the things that you're saying that I think is so uh, profound and also makes this difficult in organizations is what one person finds fun is different than another. So for example, Yo-Yo Ma may have found it very, very fun to play three hours of music nonstop from memory, but you, Bob, may not find that so fun. No, uh, no, no but, I, but we can each, for those that are so inclined, they can appreciate the greatness of that, of that feat. Right. And, and truly be immersed in it as they're doing their feat. <laughs> no, and, right. And it's fun and for it, them it, to watch him do that. It, or it's, to listen it to him do that. It's their own work. And, and right. you know, try it. I, I, I did it go, wow, you're, you feel touched by God, you know, no matter what you're doing. Right, and then right. if you align that to your own work, all of a sudden it's not making cold calls or it's not, you know, writing, as you know, is very, very hard. Yeah. And it, anything you, you could do to make it more, more enjoyable uh, is it works. And then it gets me thinking about, well, you know, when I was doing my, my doctoral dissertation and you get to the point where you don't want to pick up a pen. <laughs> you're so, you know, you're, you're so sick of it. You, you love it, but it's, uh, to get through it, there's so much work and so much tedium. Uh, honest to God, on, I had a, a trip scheduled 
And I said, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And I canceled this trip. And I, <laughs> I'm a Tom Petty fan. Uh, and I put on uh, a Tom Petty song on, on replay 40 times. And I was like in the zone, you know, <laughs> and I was able to hammer through and, and break through and, and wrap it up. Right. So amazing. I, I want to go through really specific, practical examples. So you break up the book into these four categories, which is individual oriented fun and leader oriented fun and team fun and organizational fun. So let's start with individual. And you've given a lot of examples already, but let's throw in like a couple of things that you can do to make something fun that might not otherwise be fun. And you've said like, you can make a competition with yourself. You could do it for 20 minutes and see how much you can get done. You could reward yourself. What are a couple of other things that you can do individually that can make something fun? Well, for example, um, my, my son works for a company that's 100% virtual. Uh, it's a, a cyber uh, a cryptocurrency company, 100% virtual. And, and that doesn't slow them down. And, and one of the things they do, and that, maybe this is an individual, maybe this is an organizational example, is they each, each week they connect two people randomly in the company and have them talk to each other and kind of be a, a buddy, you know, to check in and find out and learn about each other. And so over time, as weeks go by, the company becomes more and more united. That is more of an organizational example. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and here's my question, because you've said a lot, which I think is important, what one person finds fun, another might not, which is I could imagine certain people saying, oh, that would be really fun to randomly meet someone else from the organization. I can imagine someone else saying, Ah, oh, that is stressful. I, I, yeah. I have to think about how I'm going to show up to them. I'm going, to, and it's one of the challenges I think about bringing fun into an environment, which is what I think is fun might not be what you think is fun. So how do I, how do I manage <laughs> that dynamic? First of all, that's okay. That's okay. You don't have to be. It doesn't have to be my way of fun or your way of fun. It's like let's have both ways. I'll let's do my way. You know, this week and your way next week. You know this. You know, it's always more powerful if you can involve people. So <laughs> you know, I'm jumping around some, but I, I, uh, when I ran a department uh, in a company for uh, 20 people, and, and so every, every staff meeting we had, um, and then we, I said, we we're going to do this, and, and we'd have someone start the meeting with a, a joke. And, you know, some people were not good at jokes, and other people were better. And, and well, it got a week to practice, you know? And then, so you're gonna learn a skill and, and have some fun with it. And, and then even if it's a bad joke, even if it was like a dad joke, it's like, eh, we still would laugh and it's okay, you know? And uh, so that, that, that kicked things off in a fun way. Now, an, another thing, as you know, as you mentioned, I'm very, really big in, in recognition and like ESPN, uh, when I worked with them, they, they Amanda said, whenever we start a meeting, we start the same way. We name five things that are going well in our group. And usually, you know, we can do that pretty quickly, but sometimes we can't because things are not going well. They never skip that step. Hmm. It's their touchstone, their home room, because as they, as they can focus just for a, a couple of minutes on, on what we achieve, it enables them, it empowers them to take on the next challenge, the next problem. And it makes it more fun, you know? So it, right. they, they, can, they can simmer for a minute and we're, we're making stuff happen. And, and to, do, to reflect on that, is is always going to be uh, we should never be too busy to reflect on our successes and to celebrate successes individually as a group as an organization right that's a huge a huge differential 
in, in fact, you know, and I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit on you, but in, in the uh, preface of the book, we give, you know, why is this serious? And, uh, and you know, as, as Inc. Magazine says, fun is frivolous, we know, unless you want to attract and, and retain good talent. <laughs> so if, if that's your game and that's everyone's games now, you better take a second look at this. And one of the things that we found, and, and it really kind of helped to, to drive our interest in this topic is that you know the, the best places to work, the list that Fortune does uh, every year, 81% uh, of employees that work at the best places to work each year cite this is the fun place to work. And it, it's actually, as compared to the people that, that uh, weren't cited, that, were, that uh, tried to be accepted, but did, weren't, uh, that standard was, was 62%. So, and that differential was of the biggest in, in all the variables that they examined in the best places to work. So, Consistently, year yeah, after year. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if there's um, a piece of that you want to have for your, your workplace, you can't brush this off. You can't say that, you know, hey, and, and this is, you know, we're in changing times. This, it can't be, if, if you got upper, upper management says, ah, oh, here's an idea. You have fun on your own time on the weekend. While you're here, we're paying you to work, get the work done. You know, that, that one is gone, let me tell you. <laughs> so Bob, I, I, I imagine, and I'm curious what you saw in your research, that there are ways to make work fun. There are also ways to not make work not fun. And, and, and I, you know, like there's, there's, in other words, there's things that we could positively do to create fun at work. There's also things that we do that that has a negative impact on fun. You know, I could think of changing expectations every three minutes and and telling, you know, constantly giving people constructive feedback, but never giving them positive feedback. I'm curious about what are some of the things we shouldn't do if we sure. want to make sure that we keep work fun. And, you know, when I when I get into projects like this, I, I you know, that the flip side of the coin is, is always uh, important as well. But I often find most people, you know, most managers are writing that book on their own already. You know, they're constantly doing things to, to thwart their team, and and uh, sometimes unintentional. Sometimes it's a you know their personality. What, what would be some examples of those things? Well, well, like a like a big one that that we have core rules for having fun, and, and one of them is it's got to be safe. It's got to be safe. So you 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 uh, uh, again, there's no right or wrong. And there's also no no um, putting people on the spot, and and definitely definitely we call out, uh, don't do pranks. Pranks pranks have too much of a risk to backfire. Maybe they're funny okay, so, for a moment. So don't have fun at someone else's expense. Thank you. Exactly. Right? So don't have exactly. fun at someone else's expense. Um, what are some other rules that can help people? You know, uh, uh, make smart choices about how to bring some lightness into the work. Well, we, we believe uh, very, very strongly that it should be, you know, inclusive, the more you can make it for everybody. So uh, don't, don't have just one person drive, drive the fun. Like I, I worked at a company where the, the CEO was a big golf person. And so when we do a, you know, we're talking about doing a, a company, a company event, he, you know, he, he was, he is a CEO, so he's going to, he's going to call the shots, right? He said, oh, let's do a golf outing. <laughs> and, and it's another day of golf for him. Who cares? But everyone else is like, oh, man, what? I don't have clothes to wear. I'm, I'm a terrible golfer. I'm gonna, people are going to be laughing at me. It was not enjoyable for other people. Or, so or what would be a, What's a better choice for a, for a company outing? The, the better choice is what comes from the people. I, I, I tell the story of a CEO who, you know, uh, 
a different company who was trying to do that. And, and we, you know, we do something in the summer, something at the holidays, something like that. And, and he, he said, whatever he'd choose, and, and never people weren't that happy with, you know, that, that they didn't want to do it, the spouse didn't want to go, you know, whatever it was. And, and then he gave it to another executive, same results. And finally, he kind of, you know, had an epiphany. He goes, well, you know, who's good at fun here? Well, we got some millennials here. Let me see if they'd like to take this on. And absolutely, they would. And they used uh, social media tools to survey people. And, and they came back with three ideas that uh, any of which could be vetoed. And they end up doing uh, one of these uh, medieval times, a show, a dinner and a show. And everyone loved it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the kids loved it. The families loved it. The, you know, it was fun. And, you know, there's your answer. Give it to someone else who's so inclined to do it instead of you randomly saying, well, let's, let's take my boat out, you know? <laughs> no, it's interesting. And, and one of the things that I'm hearing, first of all, is to, is to have the people who are a little bit more connected in with the, with the group and who can survey them and bring them in. And another that I'm or, 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 or let me just put it this way to to include include people. 89% of employees want to be included in decisions, especially ones that affect them, even something like this. Right. So how can we how can we make it a, a joint decision? And, right. and and it's not that hard to do. And you're going to be more on the on the money with what you come up with. Right. Um, it, it also I'm also getting something else from this, which is if you don't have fun figuring out how to do things in a fun way, let someone else plan how to do that. Meaning if you're approaching it from a chore perspective, well, I guess Bob is telling me I need to have more fun in my company. You know, maybe your role could be to say, hey, I'd like us to have more fun. And, and can we, you know, and, and hey, here's a book, think about it, talk to other people about it, figure out what they would want to do, but what could we do that would make it fun? Yes, or or for example, uh, in in the in the book, I, I, the the president of Belmont College in Nashville, he took a sabbatical a number of years ago to visit high performing companies to see what what are they doing, and he came back and said, you know, every place I visited, sure enough, was a fun environment. We have to have more fun here, and so as as the president of the college, he he created a fun committee, and again, didn't force anyone. Who'd like to be on the fun committee? And we're going to give you the task of coming up with stuff that's fun. And, and do you need some budget? Maybe we'll try it, you know, be creative. And, and, but maybe we can have some budget as well. And uh, it was fabulous. Or, or get this. I, what I kind, with, I'm curious what kinds of things came out of that. Well, I'll give you a similar example. I worked with a, a law firm, if you can believe it, in a Perkins Coy. And they, they heard me speak in Seattle, you know, 800 people type thing. And all we have to work with is conversations. <laughs> you know, so they had the conversations, they got some things going, and I, I subsequently interviewed, what'd you do? You know, and they said, we, we created a, a fun committee. It had a happiness committee. It had five members. No one knew who they were. It was anonymous. But any one of those five people could say, it's time to do something. And well, like what? Well, they're in downtown Seattle. They did a picnic on the roof, you know, and, and they... They bartered uh, meeting space. They had meeting rooms with a company on the next block that was a limo company that didn't have meeting rooms. And so now they gave them some meeting space when they needed it. And, and they got back some limo rides they could use for, for birthdays or, or best performers, whatever. And on and on and on. They were just, you could get a lot done just by being creative. And, and, then, and then that propagates and it spurs other people 
to have ideas and off you go, you know? So I'm curious, Bob, a lot of these things that we're talking about are 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 non non work and so some of them are work like let's talk about the five things we've accomplished and but a lot of them i'm curious if you have ideas or thoughts about how to make and and you mentioned at the very beginning like you could time yourself you could see how much you can get done in 20 minutes what are some other ways of making the work itself uh into an experience that people enjoy more yes well again and this is this is it has to be the individual accountability because I, I can't make your work more fun for you right because I, I don't know what you what you enjoy you know uh but if you know if you know then you can you can make the connections and and again uh reward yourself taking a break uh some people like to shop online but um i i, I was amazed at the things that, that people said that inspired them and and inspiration was was for a lot of people their version of fun to be truly feel like i'm doing what i want to be doing right now right and it's not it, fun is not you know clowns and juggling uh necessarily but it's like ways in which i feel like i've been fulfilled or i feel good about what i've accomplished yeah and it could be calling a friend it could be uh and, and we all have people you know that we don't keep in touch with enough and, and to call someone out you know randomly they're glad to hear from you and you you catch up with them, you know, simple gestures go a long way. And right. it could be, it could be a word of encouragement. Uh, and so we each have a role that we can do that with others in our, in our life, with our, with our spouse, you know, with our, or with doing our something. It's, it's often fun when you do something for the benefit of somebody else, when you help out in a certain way, when you, you know, offer something with generosity and graciousness, that with no um, expectation of return with no expectation yeah. of return that's fun that's fun you know i don't think it's unique to me to say it makes you feel good that you did something and right. then hey bob let me ask you a question this is when i was reading through the book i thought there was one question that i have which is and i see this in organization all the time when when the organization or in this case the world right is going through some very difficult times we're like you know, going through another wave of of coronavirus. And we thought we were all going to end up without masks. And now it looks like we're going to end up with masks again and maybe go back to the office, maybe not. And, and we're all tired and sick of it. Yes. Yeah. And I also think of times organizationally, like let's say you have layoffs and or the organization's going through a hard time. There are ways in which fun is more important than ever and more difficult to access than ever. And I actually think we feel some level of guilt if we have fun when we know that other people are suffering. And so I'm curious about how to approach this both psychologically and then practically actually to have fun at times when, you know, other, other people might be suffering. Yes. And, and maybe fun's the wrong word, but uh, you, you definitely, there's ways you can lay someone off in a more positive way, if you can imagine. There's ways, uh, you know, my, my wife worked for a company that was uh, purchased by Hewlett Packard and they moved, you know, we're in San Diego and they moved, you know, the whole company to Denver. And, and uh, the head of the division said, got up in front of everyone and said, I'm not gonna be happy until everyone lands on their feet. Whether you, you can come with us uh, and they gave bonuses for doing that, or we're gonna get you placed somewhere else and you know, and some people said, "Yeah, right." But darn, if he didn't do that, it was the most amazing thing. 
and every single person landed on the feet. And my wife would, you know, she she didn't have a problem getting another job, but they, they we 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 just had some young kids, so she wanted to take some time off. And they had headhunters calling her and with offers and stuff. And <laughs> the guy followed through on his word. And so he it was very, very humane and it was non-corporate. It wasn't the bottom line, it was the people oriented. So no, we all can say do that. So when you say fun, Bob, your 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 definition, which is where we started this conversation, your definition of fun is not, you know, ha ha laugh. It's be, I think it's being connected to others, it's being gracious and generous with others, it's finding meaning in the work that you're doing, it's helping others find meaning in, in the work that they're doing, it's finding places where you've succeeded and celebrating that, it is finding opportunities to, to connect and engage people and bring them in and care about their opinions and their views and have them feel like their views are cared for. It's about respecting other people as human beings. And it's not about, you know, do I crack that joke in the group and make everybody laugh? But it's about how do I create an environment uh, for myself, you know, as a leader for my team, for, for teams themselves and organizations that, um, that respect the humanity of each of us and that maybe doesn't take everything so seriously like our lives depend on it but brings some some lightness and some flip side uh of of life to yes yes good a good summary it's all this thing but it's also the haha -ha fun too that that's that's okay to do and and like uh that that group i talked about when i managed the department we start with a joke another thing we did because you get into a meeting people are interrupting each other and stuff and we said okay we're gonna try something here i i brought in a I uh, just came, had been in Hawaii, brought a natural coconut, you know, in and said, you can only speak if you're whole, if you got the coconut, you know, <laughs> and so it so kept us from interrupting each other. And it was kind of fun. Hey, give me the coconut, you know, <laughs> and we're throwing the coconut around the room and, or another time, you know, again, because meetings are boring, you know, usually, especially if it's a, every, every week we have the same standing meeting, those are really boring. And uh, well, hey, this week we're going to do a standing meeting. You know, it's amazing how fast you can get done if you're doing a standing meeting. So I guess I'm saying, uh, shake it up, shake it up, do something different and, and not just your ideas and then uh, be open to pursuing those things. Because if we're working hard as a, a group and, uh, you know, we want to do something fun, I, I, I'd take uh, my employees out to a, to a, um, a movie, we call it Popcorn Lunch. Go to a movie and have popcorn and and take a you know hour and a half, two hour break, you know, and you can sometimes do something like that. You can get pushback from others in the organization, but I could always defend it. I said, wait a minute, we you know we, we had we had people working late and, and you know for two weeks to make this deadline. No, you, don't tell me I'm not. We can't celebrate, or don't tell me how we have to celebrate. You know, if yeah, if, if your if your employees complain that you never do that, well, maybe you should think about doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and don't don't blame me for doing the things that are going to resonate with my my group to deliver the the top performance, which is our standard. But I had other managers that would come to me and say, "What are you doing? Your people are so on fire, and they're always excited, and they're working hard. What's your your magic?" And I go, "Well, hey, come come to the next meeting. Now, no secrets here. Just have a joint meeting with your department. We'd like to learn more about what you guys do anyway." 
Right. You know, so it's it's uh, being inclusive. And, right. and yes, yes, and kind of thing instead of, oh, no, we can't do that. Now we can only do this. It, fun dies on the vine when it starts with, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to have fun. Oh, here we go. <laughs> right, right, right. A work made fun gets done. Easy ways to boost energy, morale, and results. Bob Nelson, thank you so much for being on the Bregman Leadership Podcast. Peter, always a pleasure. Look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Here's what I've learned from working with some of the most successful leaders of the most successful companies. Every leader, every team, and every organization has a leadership gap. If you want to become a leader who inspires your team to get things done, then you've got to start by raising the level of your leadership abilities. You can start by taking our free leadership gap assessment at www.bregmanpartners.com forward slash quiz. Then dive deeper with a copy of my latest book, Leading with Emotional Courage. For more ways to become a truly great leader, check out our online offerings, in-person workshops and events, and my articles at www.bregmanpartners.com. Again, thanks so much for joining me today, and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.